Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, another dry day on the way, according to this forecast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Farm Director Pam Yonke. Yes, sunshine on the docket today, which will be a pick-me-up. 61 are expected high. Again, tonight, we've got to watch things down to about 42, depending on your terrain. Tomorrow, Cloudy skies, 60 degrees. Friday, a little cooler, 57 are expected high, but it looks pretty nice for Mother's Day weekend. And let's not forget about Mother this weekend. Get your plans, get your cards going as of today. We'll be talking weather with Stu Muckerag, meteorologist, in about 15 minutes. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Ah, there's nothing that feels better than to be able to get out and scratch around, whether it's in a tractor or whether it's on your hands and knees and just feeling the earth. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'm not a big gardener, but I do take pride in something like uh, my tulips. That That's something that I can kind of poke at in the fall and gain the benefits in the spring. Uh, working that soil, Bob, it does have its benefits, doesn't it? It really does, Pam. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and I'm not much of a gardener either, but I sure appreciate the fact that others are good at it because I enjoy the fruits of their bounty. And gardening, of course, with the COVID situation we've been faced with the last one year plus, has gotten more attention as people have had to, you know, stay by themselves. Susan Frame is the lead horticulture instructor at the Chippewa Valley Technical College and a nationally recognized leader in horticulture education. And uh, she's hoping that, again, this year, the interest in gardening will be increasing. And uh, she says that's what she's seeing so far. Lots of interest and lots of questions about gardening situations. Oh, I think we're going to see a lot of popularity again with gardening that we saw last year. The pandemic was actually good for the horticulture industry in that the garden centers really flourished last year. And I Mm -hmm. think we're going to see the same thing this year as well. If you didn't have your seeds and some of those planting supplies by now last year, you were kind of out of luck. Yes, and we even found that this um, winter, you know, ordering seeds for school, you know, you could be 30 days out from any shipping that would occur. So, and that was like, you know, online type of sales. But I think 
if you're finding things, you probably want to get them. Even on the greenhouse side, our suppliers that we buy plants from, they're mm -hmm. actually in short demand on that as well. So I know I was talking to one um, operator in the Chippewa Falls area, and she wasn't able to have any rhubarb this year for her big garden center. And it's like, I can't believe I can't get rhubarb. I usually sell 800 plants. You know, so I think you, really? if you see something you want, you probably better get it. So it's not just on the end of the retail supply chain. We're talking the wholesalers even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it goes all the way. So it's wow. kind of amazing. Um, and then you start thinking about like trees and shrubs. It's not like they're going to plant that tree and shrub last year and it's going to be for sale this year. So, you know, there's like a five-year time span. So some of that stuff can be pretty hard to find, especially you talk about like fruit trees and things like that. So if you find something, I would get it. Speaking of fruit trees, that brings up a whole other issue, a little bit different twist. I was at a farm supply store in the western Wisconsin area the other day, and I ran into peach trees. And my wife, being a Georgia peach uh, who was raised in Florida, got really excited when I said they're selling peach trees. I didn't think many peach trees could grow in this area. Is that something that's changed with cultivars that are allowing the growth of peach trees in zone four maybe, or a little bit of the climate change or both? It's a little bit of both. So there is more breeding that's done to bring plants up to zone four, but it's also some of that climate change too. So we are seeing some varieties that you can go ahead and plant, but I would put them in protected spots, especially, you know, mid to northern Wisconsin. Um, southern Wisconsin, you have a few more options. And what I wouldn't do is probably establish a peach orchard, but if you wanted to try a couple peaches, I think that would be, you know, know that you might have some issues and you're good. Oh, my wife would die for me if I established a peach orchard. Yeah, well, how about just one peach tree and see? You know, and pears is another one. Pears mm -hmm. is one that we can grow. But the problem with pears is the tree usually does quite well. But in our northern areas, it can get damaged by frost with the flower buds because it comes out so right. early. So, you know, you have to just be aware of some of those things and go, okay, well, we're going to try it. Um, again, if you wanted to get, you know, one or two and try it, I would say put it in a protected spot and give it some good care. It might work. Back on the garden site again, are we to the point of moving our gardening schedule up yet? Or with <laughs> mentioning the climate change? Yeah. Or or does Scott have to be patient and uh, follow his mother's old advice, wait until Memorial Day to get your tomato plants out there? You know, in the mid part of the state, I think we really need to wait yet. And even northern Wisconsin, I think you really have to wait. Definitely the climate is changing for sure. But I still think, you know, we can get those late frosts, which can really harm some of those plants. But if you're a gambler, go ahead and know that. It's, well, we have a lot of other things available for us, too. So for like tomatoes and peppers, usually those are the ones wait until Memorial Day weekend to plant out. There are a lot of things out on the market now where you can get little protection for those plants and keep them warmer on those cool nights. So if you're going that route, you do have a lot more options. So if you're, if you're willing to put in a little bit of extra time to protect those plants when it does get cold, then it might work. But I, I'm still a believer in, you know, Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, I'm mostly a believer that way because that's when I get around to it. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, that, so now this might be a challenge this year because if you think about it, it used to be, oh, you could go Memorial Day weekend and buy all your plants. <sighs> Not so much. You know, you saw that last year. Right. And so if you're finding some, you might want to consider, A, buying them, 
um, keeping them in the house or, you know, in an area where they're still getting some light, take care of them that way, or put them out and then use some of these cold protection options that you might have. So, you know, it's kind of a balancing act. And, you know, a thing to consider when you're shopping is a lot of garden centers are offering containers, you know, built with, you know, a tomato and a pepper. They're usually types of varieties that don't get real big, but they do a really nice job in a container. So that's a lot easier to manage a container than small four-inch pots. Those are a lot harder. They dry out a lot faster. So if you, you know, you want to go that route, maybe containers would be a way to go. Mm -hmm. And then also if you're buying, um, especially peppers or tomatoes right now, I would just buy the smallest plants you can find, you know, their shortest ones you can get because they will last a little bit longer. Back to that peach tree issue. (laughs) It's not a peach tree that I'm thinking about here, but over the past few years, uh, there are some things that I've probably been growing in my gardens that I didn't necessarily grow or I know Back to my mother, I know my mother didn't grow. Oh, tomatillos. Yeah. Or okra. Yes. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see somebody, uh, I I was going to say beginning gardeners, but gardeners who've been gardening for most of their life, me. What what are some of the big mistakes that you see? Um, I think planting too much of something. So... Um, my example is tomatoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> there are more people like you out there, Scott. Have you put how many tomatoes do you put in? Oh, probably twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So and, good for you. And you know, and yeah, good people... for me. But uh, yeah. my wife D doesn't care for that right. many tomatoes. And you know, there's so many good things. Canning is becoming very, you know, very popular. Um, fermentation, different things like that. So if that's what your end game is, go ahead and plant your twenty. But I think for people that are, like, say, just getting started, um, just go small. You don't have to, you know, just a couple tomatoes or a couple peppers or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to plant, you know, 12 of something. Just if if there's cabbage and it's a four-pack, one four-pack is probably pretty good if you don't have a lot of space. The other thing is people get so excited in the spring about planting stuff. And then they put it out and then they don't take care of it, you know, and the weeds take over and, you know, it becomes no fun. It doesn't look good. And then that kind of is like, I'm not going to do this again. So starting small, just a five by five garden, you can put mm-hmm. a lot of different things in there. There's a lot of good resources on small space gardening. Um, so just think small. If you're just starting, I would go containers. Yeah. I think that's a great way to get started and make it successful. If you have kids in your home, or as adults too, plant something that you like to eat. So Mm -hmm. I'm not a big tomato person. So I would rather have green beans, you know. So plant what you want to eat. And and that's a good way to get kids involved. The other fun thing to do is to plant some of our unusual varieties. So carrots, we're seeing so many different color combinations on carrots. You can plant orange ones. You can plant yellow. You can plant purple. Kids have so much fun with that. And white potatoes too, you know. So do it to to make it a fun process for your family and not like, oh my gosh, we have to go weed the garden because I've lived that dream and it's not a dream. (laughs) (laughs) No, it isn't. It isn't. isn't. 
So, you know, we have lots of questions on where to find information. And I still go back to the University of Wisconsin Extension. There are so many great publications that are there. So you can go to the learningstore.extension.wisc.edu. You can just type in Learning Store Extension in Wisconsin and you'll find it. But they have tons of great publications. And even for my students at school, I say, you're going to be out on that job and somebody's going to be asking you a question about peaches. Guess where to go? go to the extension and find some good resources for them. And they have everything from flowers, fruits, lawns, trees and shrubs, vegetables, composting, wildlife, insects, food preservation, just tons and tons of good resources. And everything on there, it comes as a PDF. And so you can print it or you can view it for free or you could purchase it too. So I always go back and say, use your resources. And I think these are our best resources we have in the state. That's excellent information. And I'm assuming, though, they do not cover how to deal with your wife when you inundate her with too many tomatoes every year. No, that would be a whole nother division. Yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Not extension, I think. Yeah, some kind of counseling series. Well, thanks again. That's uh, Susan Frame, horticulture instructor at Chippewa Valley Technical College in Eau Claire. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compere Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds, someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a 1,000 people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. 
because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, you know, and on a clear morning, clear afternoon these days, you probably can smell that money out there. Time to talk weather. It's a Compure Financial Ag Weather Wednesday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us. Uh, and judging by the forecast that I see out there, if you still are doing some cleanup around uh, your nutrient management plan, uh, probably not going to be bad the next couple of days, huh? Not too bad. A little wet after the rain we've seen and the cool start this morning. I think I have to mention that again. The dense, fa- the de- excuse me, <laughs> the frost advisory. Where did I get down? De- never mind. Frost advisory at La Crosse, Monroe, Adams, and Juneau counties in areas north holds on till 9 a.m. Temperatures are a lot cooler. There are some 30s around this morning. And of course, that does lead to frostiness mostly now. We're concerned about something you put out in the garden or a flower you put out in the deck or something like that. But don't be surprised again later this week that we may have some of that patchy frostiness. So there is some cool air out there. High pressure is going to swing through today, and that leads to some sun. But clouds will redevelop because the next disturbance is already going to swing in from the west, and we already have rain to report In eastern parts of the Dakotas and west-central Minnesota, light rain, a few snowflakes up there near Fargo and Grand Forks this morning, that precipitation will swing east and southeast. And that's why I expect with that low passing just south of Wisconsin that later tonight or into the day Thursday, there will be some showers. I wouldn't call this a storm. We're probably not going to hear any thunder, but there'll be some rainfall and another tenth to even quarter of an inch of rain could be adding up, especially overnight and in the southern and maybe eastern parts of Wisconsin as this system swings through. A weak cool front follows it, could fire off again a little bit of a rain chance late Thursday or Thursday night. And then I expect cooler air, that frostiness a possibility Friday night, early Saturday, because there'll be that reinforcing cool air here to wrap up the week. We do tend to dry it out at least to start the weekend, but could again have a little more light rain to wrap things up as we head towards Sunday. And those temperatures starting to warm a little bit. There may be a few 60s returning toward mid part of next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Gear up for spring and finally get started on those projects you've been thinking about tackling all winter. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has all the supplies you'll need to get the job done right. Like Guardian Premium Pine Shavings, a 2.8 cubic foot bag, just $4.69. Save on Seymour 15-inch 14-tine bow rakes, 54-inch forged garden hose, and open back shovels. Your choice, $18.99. 50-pound bags of Neutrina Safe Choice Senior Horse Feed, now $2 off. Four-foot step-in posts or insulators from Zariba. Now, buy one, get one 50% off. And check out our wide assortment of fence products, like 14-gauge, 48-inch by 100-foot rolls of welded fence wire from Maisel. Now $10 off. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Save $10 on Top Choice Contractors Mixed Grass Seed, on sale $69.99. And take $2 off a Farm and Fleet utility battery with a one-year warranty. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. All righty, Stu, let's have that Compeer financial forecast for today. All right, I'll mention the frost advisory again till 9 a.m. Adams, Juneau, Monroe, and La Crosse counties and areas north. And otherwise, sunny skies, clouds redevelop again here by later in the day. And we push into the mid and upper 50s. Not too bad. The northwest winds about five overnight. 
mostly cloudy and a few scattered showers. Well, they could happen by evening in the west, but most of us see them develop here in the nighttime as we fall back toward 40 or just in the upper 30s. The north-northeast winds will be around 5. That uh, trace amount of 10th, maybe a quarter of an inch of rain. Still a bit of rain into early Thursday, especially in the south and east. Partly sunny skies develop in the upper 50s again as winds become northwest at 5 to 10. That weak, cool front pops in. There may just be a little bit of a rain chance late Thursday night, really early Friday, but I expect some sunshine again to redevelop on Friday. Low and mid-50s, Pam, a cooler day with the northwest wind at 5 to 10. And we could have that little frostiness late Friday night, early Saturday, but at least a brighter start to the weekend. All right, so if you've got a posy that you bought for Mother's Day, protect it before you get yeah, it to Mother. It cover it up really nice. All right, sounds good. All right, Stu, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Appreciate it. You got it. See you then. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. I want to give a shout out to some of you that have continued to use our Midwest Farm Report talk text line. Thank you to Steve in Wanakee. He had 1.76 inches of rain. Uh, up in Ashford, thank you for your uh, report from Southwest Fond du Lac, inch and a half. And Tony and Lodi, thank you again, inch and three quarters there. That's your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cure Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. 9 out of 10 people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis, I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cure Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Who 
was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks or Sally Ride, Bogart or Brando, you're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now, a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No, you're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. As I'm on NBCSports.com and I, I see the Green Bay Packers, the grade that Thor Nightstrom gave them. In F? Thor in F? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so a couple <laughs> of things. First of all, I, I grade on a bell curve. No one else in the industry does. I give out two Fs every process. I give out two A-pluses, and the rest of them are filtered through. I believe the Packers had one of the two worst drafts in the NFL. Oof. So by definition, I had to give them an F. Yeah. Uh, Thor, last year, did you give the Packers an F as well? I'm trying to remember. I believe so. Yeah, and I think they earned it that year too. <laughs> I mean, look at all. Like last year, Thor, they definitely earned it because look what's happening right now is Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Indeed. So I think Rodgers, not only did we read your draft grades, but I think Aaron Rodgers also read them too. So you could actually have a feather in your cap as a Vikings fan as pushing Rodgers out because I guarantee you he read your draft grades, Thor. 
Well, what's interesting is I, I you know, if, if I was them, I, I fire Gutekind. It's a fairly easy decision. His, both of his, you know, these past couple drafts have been just awful. One of them was so bad, it's alienated your franchise player out of there. I don't see why this is a decision at all. Like, for, for in fact, I'll, I'll say it this way. As a Vikings fan, I hope they trade Rodgers and keep Gutekinds for the next two decades. Oh, God. We, now, now you sound like me, Thor, as a Packer fan talking about the Chicago Bears and their quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? It's, I'm living in bizarro world, dude. All right, Thor, so let's break it down, man, because, I mean, you're yeah. damn good at it. Eric Stokes, the first pick for the Packers, cornerback. What, uh, what do we think about him? Let's, let's just do really quick on each one. What do we think of Eric Stokes? Yeah, so, well, just as far as that pick itself, they ought to have traded out. I think they were waiting for either uh, Newsom or Bateman, who got popped three picks and two picks ahead of them, respect, respectfully. Gudikins panicked there and, and, and made the pick instead of trading back into the second round. There was only one cornerback taken over the next 14 picks. I think it's theoretically possible that you could have gotten Eric Stokes in the, you know, with the eighth pick of the second round, with the tenth pick of the second round, with the twelfth pick of the second round, with the fourteenth pick of the second round, yeah. um, to, to take him there first of all was a, it, it was a reach in a vacuum. That's even worse because you didn't take the obvious opportunity to trade down. J- just as far as the slot itself, I mean, like for me, Eric Stokes was a second round player. Uh, I know a lot of folks agree with me, but again, like it beyond that, it was not taking advantage of. You know, or pick, you know, not regrouping after, you know, you got sniped on both Bateman and Newsom and then picking up extra draft equity and move back because they could have gotten the same player, I think. All right, moving on. The second round, we have Corey Lindsley Light, Josh Myers, the offensive lineman out of Ohio State. What do we think about this cat? Yeah, so to me, he he was overrated. I And I would have taken Creed Humphrey there. Like, I like Creed Humphrey mm. a heck of a lot more than Josh Myers. Josh Myers, he's one of those guys that should be better than than he is. And if you look at his, you know, you look at his tape and you look at his, his PFF splits too, you start to realize why people were like, oh, you know, how, how did Justin Fields take so many sacks when he was in front of this awesome offensive line? Myers gave up a whole bunch more sacks and pressures than he ought to have from a pivot that's like well-respected like he is. There's, you know, I saw communication issues like along the interior of, of, of that line where guys would just get through because it wasn't called out and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's physically, I'm a little bit lower on him than others, but there's, there's that weird thing where it, he doesn't get his teammates on the same page, and, you know, and, and, and mistakes can happen because of that. The Packers obviously have a conviction there. I would have gone with it. Creed Humphrey is the obvious example of the guy I would have gone with there. Yeah. Uh, Thor Nyson joining us right now. NBC Sports Edge, Roto World as well. Uh, great follow on Twitter. Amari Rogers, this is the wide receiver that I liked out of Clemson in the third round. What do we think here about Amari Rogers, Thor? I'm not a fan of Amari <laughs> Rogers, and I, I think I think in particular he's a bad fit for the Packers. The Packers finally take a receiver. And, you know, like you have, I mean, assuming that Aaron Rodgers is still your quarterback, you have a quarterback who's, you know, one of the most accurate downfield quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And you finally, after a couple of years of just, you know, eschewing that position, not, not infusing any young blood into it, you finally take a receiver. You take a glorified running back. Uh, Amari Rodgers is a guy who only catches manufactured touches. It's all extended handoffs down the line of scrimmage. Uh, it, that's a fit for Jordan Love's game. Jordan oh, Love threw a whole bunch of screen passes at Utah State, and I bet you, uh, you know, dollars to donuts or whatever, that pick isn't for Aaron Rodgers. That pick was for Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need a guy that he turns left to right after he gets a snap and, and chucks it down the line. Like, like a, you know, he's a Ty Montgomery type to me, you know, for, for Packer fans, you know, as, as far as that goes. It, it's just not like it, – it's – 
it's it's a wasted um, you know asset with with Rodgers on with Aaron Rodgers on the field. Again, I want a guy that can catch the ball 10, 10 plus yards downfield. Rodgers is going to do the manu- Amari Rodgers is going to do the manufactured touch thing for you. But with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, I don't need that. If your workout includes bailing hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'd say comfortable pretty much describes the weather forecast we're looking at for the rest of this week. Partly sunny today in 61. Some sun tomorrow in 60 degrees. Maybe a little cooler on Friday under cloudy skies. 57 degrees. Mother's Day weekend looks pretty decent, folks, so don't forget, start making plans now. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today, the fifth day of May. On this day in 1934, the first Three Stooges film is released. That comedy trio became world famous for their slapstick humor. On this day in 1904, you baseball fans should know, Cy Young pitched the first perfect game in modern Major League Baseball, and hence the Cy Young Award, right? Happy birthday to Adele. She was born on this day in 1988. Michael Palin, known for Monty Python humor, he was he's celebrating his 78th birthday. Some anniversaries, or at least some dates when people got married. Anson Williams from Happy Days, remember him? Potsy, he got married on this day in 1978. Paul Hogan, known as Crocodile Dundee, married his co-star, Linda Kozlowski, on this day back in 1990. Angelina Jolie married Billy Bob Thornton on this day back in 2000. None of them married now, but I thought I'd point it out to you all the same. And now you know. Hey, let's catch up with our friends at Steffes Auction Group. Ashley Hewen along with us this morning. Ashley, I got to ask you. Now, Ashley's office, per se, is uh, in Minnesota. What's been happening as far as field work and activities in your neck of the woods, Ashley? You know, as far as right here, uh, we're right in the middle of planting. I would say the corn is 50% in. There are some guys ahead of the curve, of course, that have started some beans a little bit. A uh, little bit of rain over the weekend uh, to push the pause button on Sunday a little bit, which was okay. Um, but the dust is flying again today. Yeah, yeah, as I would expect. You know, now there was a time, Ashley, when people would say, oh, okay, well, once the field work begins, a lot of the auction activity uh, is suppressed or, or put on pause. That's not the case anymore these days, is it? You know, Pam, we're operating in such a... Um, bigger market than just what's happening right here with us um, that you know with our footprint there's always some kind of farming going on somewhere so somebody's kind of having to bid from the tractor per se um, but there's really equipment being bought and sold just about throughout the whole year it's not as big uh, in May because guys are planting so you know if you were going to do a farm retirement sale we would have you wait till June which June's going to be a big month again. So, um, But there is going to be some consignment sales and lots of different things going on in May. Now, how have prices, just because you know everybody likes to uh, speculate, how have prices been doing as far as your straight-out used farm equipment? You know, the farm equipment actually started going up um, third quarter of last year. So we saw a big jump in prices in de- November and December, that has continued and gotten stronger through this spring. 
so prices are up 15%, 20% in some cases. Um, it's a really strong market on the used equipment side. It's all about condition. Have you, you know, has that piece of equipment been cared for, maintained? Has it been stored inside? All those things factor in on price. And and the more history we have uh, with the piece of equipment, the stronger it's going to sell. Sure. Ashley Hewins along with us, if you're just joining us. He is part of the Steffes Auction Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Com. You know, Ashley, for a lot of folks listening, they may never have experienced an auction. They may have attended, but not experienced an auction, because theoretically it only happens once in your life, you'd think. How do we even get the ball started? If me and mom are thinking about a retirement uh, sale or we're trying to maybe just parcel off some stuff, how do how do you even get that process started? Well, it's pretty simple. and We always say, you know, as far as representatives in our company. We're just people helping people and we all have farm backgrounds. But it really starts with that first phone call where we can uh, get an idea of uh, what you're thinking. And then basically we want to start that first interview sitting at the kitchen table talking about goals and objectives and how we can help through the auction process. Well, and once once you guys are involved, you don't, you just kind of keep coming along with new ideas, uh, new services. You know, that's the other thing. Steffes Auction Group, you've got a lot of different services you bring to the table far beyond just putting together a catalog. Yeah, you know, those things just don't happen on their own. And, and we can do is, is be involved as much or as little as far as the setup and some of the cleanup goes and that kind of thing. Although on one side we're full service, on the other side, it really is a relationship between us and the seller and working together to have, have the best outcome. It takes both, and it goes both ways. Um, but, you know, sitting down and talking about advertising and talking about uh, what your equipment's worth and giving you a full appraisal of what's going on, that's what really uh, helps our clients in the end. Well, and I just look at all of the different elements that the Stefan Steffes Auction Group brings to the table. You've got a fantastic mm-hmm. website. You've got fantastic outreach. A lot of repeat clients that keep coming back to Steffes. That that should tell me something right there too. Yeah, you know, on the buyer side of things, there, there's people that I run into all the time at different events or whatever. And and one thing they always tell me is. I'm on your website every day, you know, or I just saw that auction popped up last week. Uh, what does that equipment look like? I know it's down in Iowa. Have you seen it or wherever it is? Uh, there's stuff going on and new things coming on the website all the time. And practically, that that's another reason people want to do business with us because there's farmers that basically buy all their equipment off of our website because there's so much uh, variety. There's a lot to compare it to. You can look at the sold prices. You can... Uh, do your own research as far as value, um, which brings me to um, my next point is uh, our 2021 auction price guide catalogs are out. Uh, that has all the equipment that we sold in 2020 within there as far as the big equipment. Um, and a lot of people like doing it so they can do their own appraisals of their own equipment at home. Wow. Yeah, that's a very handy tool. How can we get our hands on that, Ashley? Uh, you're going to have to call our office to get one. Um, it's a pretty thick book because <laughs> we had a lot of auctions last year. I think there was close to 500 auctions. So uh, it, it's quite a large book, but uh, if you're looking at doing pricing for farm machinery, it is a very valuable tool. And what's that number then? 
The phone number is 920-442-5677. Excellent. Ashley Hewen, along with us, you just don't think about those kinds of resources when you think about an auction. But like I said, the Steffes Group has it all in one place. Now, online, you can find them at steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or give me that number again, Ashley. It's 920-442-5677. Well, thanks for the enlightenment on how we can get the ball started as far as uh, an auction potentially in my future. And uh, the great Steffes group that will be there uh, through the entire process uh, to get you the success you're looking for. Ashley Hewen along with us, just trying to keep you informed and uh, up to speed on how the auctioneering business has changed and how it can help and assist you. Like we said, give Ashley Hewen a call or jump online, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Com. Markets are a little quieter this morning in Chicago. We'll get to those numbers next. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin Soybean Community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. So yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained three-quarters of a cent at 182. 40-pound block cheese was unchanged. Double-A butter dropped three-quarters of a cent to 174 and a half. This morning, June milk is up to it, 1980 a hundredweight. July milk trading eight cents higher at 1992. Corn and soybeans are a little quieter this morning. July corn is down three at 693. December corn up a half at 581. July soybeans are up a penny at 1539 a bushel. November beans are up a penny, 1364. July wheat right now down seven and a quarter cents to 719 and a half. Wisconsin has the second class of the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council announced. We'll get to that in just a moment. And some farmers playing these markets, <laughs> and it's not always positive for them. We're going to get you those details in just a moment. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You already know that worms approve our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Spring has arrived, and Blaine's Farm and Fleet is ready to help you tackle all the projects you've been thinking about all winter long. Get your yard in shape with PBI Gordon Trimac Concentrate. This three-way herbicide blend kills weeds without harming your lawn. Two and a half gallons, $54.99. Rewards members pay $49.99. 
Or pick up Gordon's Amine 402 4D herbicide. Kills broadleaf weeds on lawns, pastures, fence rows, drainage ditches, and industrial sites. Two and a half gallons, just $37.99. Get a 12-volt, 40-gallon, three-point sprayer from Fimco. It's $449.99. Save on Lock-Ease hitch pins from Double H, now 10% off. Stock up on six-foot studded T-posts from Chicago Heights Steel. On sale, $399. Rewards members pay $389. And 16-foot, 50-inch, 5-gauge cattle fence panels from Balin, now $24.99. That's genuine value on everything you need under one roof from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The River Food Pantry, Dane County's busiest food pantry, celebrates 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. The River's Birthday Bash is Saturday, May 15th, with music, raffles, food, drinks, and goodie bags all served curbside. You'll take home a beautiful meal, enjoy music, a wine pull, and raffle, all from the safety of your car, and all while supporting Dane County families facing food insecurity. Go to riverfoodpantry.org for tickets. Celebrating 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. Riverfoodpantry.org. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like we're going to stay dry for the next couple of days. If you have something you want to get done outside, just watch out for those overnight lows. Today, sunshine and 61. Tomorrow, sunshine, 60 degrees. Friday looks like we'll have partly cloudy skies and 57 degrees as we head into Mother's Day weekend. As we wrap it up on a Wednesday, want to focus in on the next class of the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council. Now, remember, the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council was started last year, and it's designed to target high school seniors and help them better understand the possible career opportunities they see in agriculture, and it's also designed to help them understand the state tools that are available to support Wisconsin farmers. The new class has been announced by Wisconsin Ag Secretary-designee Randy Romanski, and the members include... Crystal Ann Halt from Manitowoc, Lauren Brunick from Sauk City, Connor Fields from Plain, Kelly Hernis from Whitehall, Amy Jennis from Port Washington, Sophie Kaler from Chippewa Falls, Isabella Kraus from Beaver Dam, Caitlin Meinholz from DeForest, Ainsley Noble from Lancaster, Cameron Picorni from Wapon, Michael Shaw from Burlington, Mary Schreiber from East Troy, Emily Stump from Appleton, Rebecca Tank from New London, and Maria Zilgis from Larson. Congratulations. That's class number two for the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council. The first Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council will wrap up their final session Thursday, May 13th. And uh, they say three council members will share their final reflections about their experience with board members during the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection's regular board meeting. So, again, something that started last year in light of the pandemic to make sure high school seniors know what Wisconsin agriculture and state government has to offer them. And now class number two on its way in. You know, we've been focusing in a lot of attention lately on these very erratic and strong commodity prices, especially for cash, corn, and soybeans. Ty Roloff, who is a senior lender with Compure Financial, says he's been fielding a lot of questions from farmers. First, about how they can protect themselves, maybe gain some of that up and avoid some of the down. But there's also those that uh, decide they'd like to take a chance on these markets. And he said that can get dangerous quick. 
You do. You do. There's there's two sides to every trade, and I, I think we like that open market concept. But there's also a lot of risk out there. We've seen just you know an incredible increase in the price of commodities, and it's it's really across the entire commodity space. Um, you know, and a lot of our particular focus there is on the the grains, the dairy, the protein sectors. But it's it's been a wild ride. I think we have the expertise to understand and work through a lot of that. Um, but it's probably important for clients to be proactive in how they're looking at buying feed, um, selling commodities, and, and what their involvement is. But proper risk management is always a key that we try to get growers to take away. Now, when they see these opportunities, shall we say, Ty, and come to you guys, are, are, is Compure in the business of financing margin calls? We will we will take it on a case by case basis, and if it makes sense to us, we'll usually get behind the client. We like to see that it matches actual production, so it's on a risk management philosophy versus a speculative in nature. But absolutely, something that um, growers should be talking to their loan officers about to see what opportunities or what programs might be out there and available to utilize. You know, we talk about the high cost of feed with these commodity prices. Are you also encouraging your uh, growers to have that conversation with their feed suppliers? How far out are you suggesting they protect themselves, Ty? You know, it's it's different for every grower, Pam, but I would say that, you know, that, that there should be some stress testing certainly on, on those forecasts that they're putting together and their budget projections. Um, I think, you know, things can change very quickly. But if you're looking a year out, I think that makes a lot of sense and probably even trying to project out two years and what impact that may have on your operation and to try to do some planning to stay ahead of that. Are most of the feed suppliers that you've been in touch with amiable to that kind of a long-term, longer-term conversation? I believe so. You know, given the volatility that we have these days, it's it's probably a longer time horizon that we're looking out at and things can change very quickly. Uh, but we want to make sure that as we structure things that it's appropriate for the business that we're dealing with. Um, and again, case by case, but given the wide variety of things we see, there's, there's opportunities and challenges. And we want to make sure that on those challenge, on the, anything that might present a challenge that that grower or business is prepared for it. Ty Roloff, he's a senior ag lender with Compure Financial out of their Janesville office. Like you said, these uh, rapidly growing commodity prices catching a lot of attention by people that know about commodities and people that are just curious about the uh, sudden surge up. But like you said, there's risk to each side of the trade. I know livestock producers are doing what they can to try to protect themselves from these escalating feed costs. In fact, that's a story that one of our new assistants is working on. We welcome to the Midwest Farm Report, Aaron Zimmerman. Now, Aaron is a Marshfield native. He is also a past Wisconsin State FFA officer and still involved with the FFA Association today. He uh, joined us this week as a brand new face with the Midwest Farm Report. Next week, we will welcome in our summer intern from UW-River Falls and the Lake Mills area, Michelle Stangler. And another new addition that will be joining us in the month of June. Her name's Stephanie Hoff. She is currently writing for wispolitics.com. She is a farm kid from Thorpe and will be joining us again, as I said, mid-June. Uh, adding more and more folks to the side of agriculture, 
helping people connect the dots when it comes to what you do in the barn, how it impacts them at the plate, and everything in between. You can see more and find out more about the staff additions as well as the latest food and fiber news. Pop on over to MidwestFarmReport.com or follow us and like us on social media. Been a while since we got a surge in likes. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook is where you want to look. Tomorrow, we'll be catching up with our folks from Everag down in Chicago. Andy Feeney is going to be catching up with us with the latest information on what's influencing sports.